0: What the fluff is going on, y'all? Welcome to the first episode, 2022. Hello. I hope you guys are having an awesome day, man. So it is January 1st. I just finished work. And one of the things that I wanted to do was I wanted to go over my year. And so I thought, what better way to do it than on the podcast? What better way to, to share with you guys What I've gone through, the lessons I've learned. And then there will actually be a part two, which will go into what I want to do for 2022. How I want to approach things. I was actually talking about it a lot on stream today. And I'm really excited to get into that with you guys. But first, we got to start with 2021. Holy shit, man. Talk about a year that I couldn't have imagined would happen like you know I've talked about you can imagine anything right if you can imagine Star Wars then I could probably imagine me sitting in a room playing video games for a living but like I couldn't you know and so to start January off I was not a partnered streamer I was still three months four months living on my own really not even knowing what the hell was going on I was smoking, I mean, copious amounts of cannabis whilst playing video games, while navigating a lot of sadness. That was really when I think I started realizing that LA wasn't really for me. Like that's one of the most important lessons that I learned this year, which was actually one thing that Glennon Doyle talks about, or actually it was uh, Brene Brown when they're talking about um, Brene was talking to her, her therapist and it was, you know, I feel like I'm just this, this, uh, furless thing in this briar patch and I just can't, you know, I, I'm, I'm just stuck in this. And she's like, well, why don't you get the fuck out of the briar patch? And then Glennon Doyle said the same thing, which, uh, which was freaking hell. I'm forgetting it. Why does that always happen? This is why I don't do any edits. I also just think that we as humans should also realize that sometimes you forget words. You don't know what you're going to say every time and then remember what it is. Sometimes you don't even make sense with the words you're saying right now, but here we are, we persevere. Um, it was create a life for yourself that you don't need escaping from. That's what Glennon Doyle said. And that's, what like LA was the escape that I needed so it's I I couldn't that's why I wanted to smoke all the time because it was I I was in a on the third story of an apartment complex I work in complete darkness the by the time I'm able to open the window it's dark and I look out into the interior of an apartment complex I don't get to see nature if I go out on a hike it's up a paved path in the middle of dirt, quite frankly. Yeah. Could I take the time to go and drive somewhere else? But no one wants to drive in LA traffic, at least when I'm driving around in Colorado, it's beautiful. On top of the fact that I just didn't feel, you know, other than having a couple friends out there when it came to making other friends, I didn't feel, I never felt like I belonged in LA. It never felt home to me. It always felt like people being something that they thought they had to be. And I never realized that until I, I finally came out to Colorado because there was just, I don't know. I, I literally felt trapped. That's the only, only way I could put it. And once I finally started realizing, you know, that I could leave. And once I realized that, I had only told myself that I wanted to be in L.A. if it was if like I would not be in L.A. if it wasn't for acting. That's it's crazy when you realize the things that you've said to yourself for so long. Once you become aware of those things, it blows your mind. The amount of times I have said to just about every single person that's asked me if it wasn't for L.A., I would not be here or sorry, if it wasn't for acting, I would not be in L.A. I might as well have gotten that tattooed across my forehead. It was my life motto. So big shock that I've not been pursuing acting for over a year. I've realized that I don't want to pursue acting for over, uh, that I don't want to pursue acting anymore. Why am I not going to want to get the F out of here? And so then that came to the point during the beginning of the year where I was really getting close. Like things on stream with work were going so insanely well that I was like, holy shit, I might be able to move towards the end of the year and put it like a down payment on a house. Like, holy hell, this is incredible. I set such high expectations for myself for that year for, uh, yeah, that was last year. So that was that year. And one of the things that I've learned again, big lesson, dude, dude, Fuck expectations. The only expectations you should have are those on yourself. Everything else will set you up for sadness. Like, so things were going great with stream. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, I reach partnership, my stream, the viewership. I'm going from like 70,000 views, 80,000 views on a four to five hour stream to barely breaking 5,000 views on a six to seven hour stream. It was different. It was, and I say these as things as, uh, as someone who doesn't think how I was thinking then. So I hope you guys understand, as I'm saying certain things of how I was reacting in the past that I truly have changed perspectives so much. And that's been the beauty of this year has been the growth, but So I I was in the dumps. I, I was so reliant on those numbers to make me feel good. I would have, there would be 200 to 250 people watching on a slow day. And that turned into 80 on a good day within weeks. And that stayed consistently for a couple months. And then numbers went up again. And then numbers went back down and went up and went back down. And over the course of all of it, I slowly developed the, I mean, I can say slowly because it didn't click until December that numbers don't matter. Um, because I finally got to a point where, you know, even on a slow day when there were 50 people, that's fucking incredible in the grand scheme of things. That's the perspective I got to. The fact that 50 people, different types from around the world, want to sit, hang out, and even just talk and not even play video games, that's beautiful. And the fact that 50 people on a regular basis, alternating, of course, you know, people come in and people come out, but that, that amount of viewership can, can support me enough to be able to do this and to be able to have moved to Colorado and do all these things. And it, it really put things into perspective that it was like, oh my gosh, it wasn't, it wasn't the output. It wasn't the number that dictated my success. It was my input. It was my heart. It was people realizing that I give a shit. And so that's that's a big part of this journey as well, has been finally believing in myself, what people have told me all along. Even when streams were slow, even... When streams were slow in the middle of the summer, people were like, dude, no matter how many people are here, you know, we got you, right? Like, you know, you're going to be able to do this. You have a core community here. We're not going anywhere. That started in April, May, June. It didn't take until December for me to finally be like, oh, shit. I do. Like, I am enough as, as is. It doesn't. The algorithm, the, the all of that, those don't matter. What I'm, what matters is the fact that I'm present, and I'm given what I have. Um. And so that really, that really helped things, man. Knowing now that I can be by myself, I can, I can, uh, I can kind of carry the load. Like that's, that's the tough thing when it comes to content creation. When it comes to streaming. Is that you have to. You are your own TV show host. You are your own television channel. For however many hours you choose to be live. Every single day. And what any channel wants to do. They want to retain their viewers. But. Normal shows. During your typical half hour. Are going to have 22 hours. Where they're doing a program. And then 8 of those. Minutes of that. 30 minutes nearly a third of the, the TV you watch during a 30-minute typical tele, uh, televised sitcom is going to be ads. So you think about that, a third of six hours is two hours. We don't take those breaks. We're sitting here. We're sitting here shoveling food. We're, that's, that's energy that's given out to you guys. That's six hours that we have to try and carry ourselves and so, to get the energy, a to do that is incredible. To be and then b to get the the skill to be able to retain those people for that amount of time takes confidence. It you you really gotta you really gotta know that you can do it because if you're sitting here and you're not believing in everything you're saying. Or, or you're you're not strong in your body, you're not confident in what you're doing, whether it be in the game, whether it be with the camera, whether it be a skit that you have going on, whatever, people are going to pick up on that. And so dealing with those up and down expectations really messes with you when it comes to creating art, when it comes to being a creator, because those things can be taken so personally, so personally. Right, it's not like you you work a banking job and the numbers go down and you can say, "Oh, that's that's the market." Like I I did everything. That's but when it's you being vulnerable, when it's you sharing yourself, when it's you trying to be your most authentic self in the hopes that someone will be like, "Oh, dude, I really like that." To to realize that that is not personal. but still those that accept it have that personal connection. That's what's crazy. That's the crazy part about it, right? Because the people that vibe with you, it becomes intimate. It becomes vulnerable. You become connected in that way. But then when someone rejects that immediately, you can't take that as that personal. You can't take that to heart. And so, yeah, man, the the tie-in of expectation with, self-confidence and with, you know, letting the outside result dictate your self-confidence of it when the outside result has nothing, in a way, nothing to do or not everything to do with the content you're producing, right? If you're not making things that are interesting, of course it might not, it's not going to go wild, but you can create awesome things over and over and over again and it not go anywhere. That's why I feel like when I got to play with Stone Mountain that we connected because I was ready, right? uh, Like I had built up enough confidence. I had enough confidence with people, right? So now we're talking about playing with other people. My confidence when it comes to banter, if someone can banter, I can vibe with you. That's it. Plain and simple. Done if i can banter with you we can have a good time knowing that going into stone mountain that's where it's it's not i don't believe in or luck is when opportunity meets preparation right so that's where it comes to the expectation of things right if you have this outcome preparation opportunity if you're creating bad content that's not prepare that's not prepared what you're going to have That opportunity and then it won't go anywhere. However, you can be very prepared, not have the opportunity yet, and it won't go anywhere. But the second you get that opportunity with that preparation, boom, you can shine. That's what I feel like happened when I was able to finally play with Stone Mountain. I was able to get a bigger audience and be like, oh shit, dude, like this, he can actually entertain. And that's, that's what I've started to create with so many other beautiful people that I play with. That is simply how I dictate who I play with now is I have to have fucking fun with you. Like we have to have one of the best times every single time. And I don't think that's a high standard because I think if you vibe well, who wouldn't want to play be- video games with their best friends forever? And see, there you go. Now that input process just becomes fun. Fuck the output, right? Because you don't want all of that fun to be dictated by something on the outside, by something that you don't have control over. Just know that you're doing amazing things and that shit will create, that will stick somewhere, right? So by getting rid of those expectations or adjusting those expectations by really, really, gaining confidence with myself and then and then that's where you know that was when I started grabbing games a little bit more consistency uh, consistently with stone. that was towards the summer, that was a little towards the fall. And that's when I started realizing because I I, I was getting a little bit more confident in terms of I, no, actually, full disclosure. I realize now that the main reason why I started saying yes to playing with so many people was that I got scared of telling people no. It was... Wow. I started... That's what it was, man. It was during that summer. Yeah, I had started to play with Stone more, but the stream was still going very, very low. So, and... So it was making, I didn't have the self-confidence to feel like I could carry the stream by myself for a long time. If streams started to get slow, I started to get super in my head. I was like, I don't, I, I can't do this. So I tried to schedule so many more games with so many different people because I needed to fill that space because I thought that that's what I needed. I thought I needed, I, I saw so many other people playing games with so many other people. And I was like, that's what I have to do. And I did it and it didn't make me happy. Yeah, I was able to get games with newer people that I ended up vibing beautifully with. But a thing that I realized was how precious I cared about that space. Like I couldn't have... There's a certain difference between negativity in a joking way in a game and negativity that brings everyone down, right? And so I got to realize how much... As things were difficult with personal stuff, how that negativity affected me. So it was like, I could only bank on my best friends that even when the game is going awfully, we could still have a damn good time, right? And by doing that, I started to find the entertainment of it more. I, in a way, learned that, oh, okay, no, I don't want to play with everyone. I want to have fun. Wait. I don't, I I can have fun with my friends. And then as we get over the course of the year, I'm like, I'm still getting nervous about having to play games with people, about having to play the game all the time. And the expectation of me to play the game all the time that I finally just decided, hey. This is the new expectation for you guys. I'm not going to play the game as much. We're going to talk a lot more and it's just going to be me. Because one thing that I realized is that When we hang out, it's fun. And I don't care if that means there's less people because those less people are going to have a lot more fun with me having fun than a bunch of people and me being like, "Uh, yeah, okay. All right, we'll do it. We'll play the, you know? And so I think that was also a big part of the lessons that I learned last year was trusting myself. And I feel like that's really hard to do. But I spent a lot of time in my own brain. One of the, one of the most, I feel like I've, I'm going to say one of the most beautiful things I learned so many times. One of the most beautiful things I learned was the Y ladder. I'm pretty sure either Jewel taught it to me or Justin Baldoni. But it's a strange sentence to say out of context. Strange sentence to say in context, but basically you can't know things about yourself if you don't know them. Right? So if you're feeling anxious and you don't know what's causing that angst, you're not going to know what to avoid. You're not going to know how to change if you don't understand it. And what the Y ladder does is it helps you understand yourself and I'll use an example uh, of something very recently. Dude, I really hope this buzzing isn't too much for you guys because this is already a great episode at 20 minutes and I might just try and have to figure something out. But yeah, dude, that's obnoxious. Um, I haven't wanted to sit and edit my clips. For the last two weeks or so, they've been sitting here and I haven't wanted to do it and I haven't figured out why. So finally I sat, I was uh, driving in the car I was like, all right, why don't I want to edit the clips? Oh, this actually isn't a Y ladder. Never mind. I'm still going to show you what I did. And then I'll show you an example of what a Y ladder is. So what I did was like, okay, I went and I broke down all the aspects that involved cutting the clips and sorting them. I was like, all right, do I not want to be in my office? I'm okay being in my office. Do I not want to watch war zone? I'm okay watching Warzone. Do I not want to watch myself? No. Okay. Uh, what do I do when I listen to clip? Where when I uh, am cutting clips? Okay. I listen to music. Do I not want to sit and listen to music? I want to listen to music. Oh my god. I don't want to listen. I want to listen to music, but I don't want my headphones on. My PC is messed up and my fan is buzzing. That buzzing is bothering me. I don't want to hear the buzzing. Holy hell. I don't want to cut clips because I'm tired of a buzzing? Seriously? And it was incredible that just by being aware and just by breaking down something in a way that's not a Y ladder, but a Y ladder would look something like this. I have been feeling as though I might have wrong motivations or differing motivations than I thought I had with going to the gym. So I'm going to ask myself, why do I want to go to the gym? Well, um, I want to break us. I, I want to like, I want to move around. I want to burn some calories. Okay. Why do I want to burn calories? Uh, well, makes me feel good. Um, okay. Why does it make you feel good? Well, because I get to be in a I get to be around people. I get to, you know, work out and I also can get looked at by people. And I was like, "Oh. I really hadn't thought about that before." I was like, "Okay, why do I want to get that attention from people?" And it's like, "Well, because that makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I'm 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 doing something right." Okay, why why do you feel the need to have other people give you that validation or why does, are you getting it? And then slowly but surely you get to the point where it's like, I realized, holy shit, I didn't really appreciate myself for for the hard work that I was putting in. I, my appreciation of it was off of other people's appreciation and not just for my own hard work. And so that bit of mindfulness helped me realize all of these certain things that I had going on which is why I was able to figure out the the change in my schedule recently that's I I was like why I sat and I was like why do I not want to play this game and it's like because I'm not having fun I was like why am I not having fun and it's like because I'd rather talk to the people why do I not talk to the people Because I feel like I have to play the game. Why do you feel like you have to play the game? Because some people say I should. And then, okay, well, what do other people say? And that's where I finally went through my entire Rolodex and was like, oh, my God. The only person who said that I can't stream by myself and just talk has been me. All of this comes from me. That's why I don't want to do these things because I don't believe in me. I am the only person in this community who doesn't believe in me. So all of those things have made for an incredible year, dude. I hope that there's some order to this, but... Don't be afraid to struggle, man. If that's, if there's anything to take away from 2021, it's that you are only going to be better for struggling. You are only going to be better for be putting, for putting yourself through the more challenging things in life. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that this year would have happened or that I would have learned the things that I did or I would have been through the things that I would have, but I did. And I'm alive. That's a powerful thing too. For the most part, when you think about your worst moments or when you're feeling the most anxious or the most depressed, it changes. Right? It goes away. You don't die. It's impermanent. I don't know where I'm trying to go here, but I feel like it's something deeply philosophical. <laughs> um, thank you guys. Thank you guys for listening to what I just rambled on about. I hope it made sense. I'm excited for the second one. I'm excited, I'm excited for part two. I'm excited to, to talk about my mindset going into the next year. Because, yeah, of course, you heard some of the things I learned, but I don't know. You know what? How about this? You guys have made it through here. I want you guys to drop some questions. Ask me some things about maybe some of the things I talked about. Maybe you've been a part of this journey with me, and there are certain things you want to know about how I might have worked through something or how something affected me or Whatever it might be, leave it in the comments. And what I want to do is I want to do a follow-up video for this. I want to do a QA and a version of the 2021 recap. Because I feel like there's more to be talked about here. And I'd love to get to talk about it. All right. So thank you guys for making it to the end of the episode please, please, please subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Drop a like if it's an option, leave a review. And, uh, thank you again for listening. All right. This has been the first episode of 2022 for the what the fluff podcast. I can't thank you guys enough for listening. Remember you're only as awesome as you treat each other. All right. Catch you guys on the next one.